Welcome back to KSCJ Radio, 1360 AM, 94.9 FM in Sioux City, Iowa. I'm Brian Vikulskis, and this is Having Read That, conversations with authors about their books. I am joined by Yeva Skaletska. She is a young girl, 12 years old. She's from Western, or excuse me, Eastern Ukraine, and she is now living in Dublin, Ireland, and there is a book that she has published. It is called You Don't Know What War Is, The Diary of a Young Girl from Ukraine. It is available everywhere, and it is based on her diary that she kept starting in early 2022 when the Russian invasion began, and her and her family were able to uh, get out eventually to Ireland. So, Yeva, as, as we jump into this, those first nights, I know you start the diary and we're hearing about your birthday, those first nights when you hear the bombing, was that a complete shock to you or did you have an idea that the buildup was coming and that this was uh, eventual reality? Um, we didn't think that it would happen because, you know, uh, like we have relatives uh, and like, you know, and we couldn't believe that and we could speak Russian and there was like not, no sense to war. And when it happened, I even couldn't believe that. And when I faced it, when I heard when I heard this powerful expo- explosion and the, when the car alarms were going off, I realized um, that like we had much time, so we needed to leave a flat. We uh, and no one told us like what to do when the war broke out. Well, my grandmother she only knew that like we needed to leave our apartments and to go to the shelter. And I had panic attack. There was like lots of tears, uh, and I couldn't believe that it's happened with me. And this is reality. You talk in the diary and you relate about going to the basement of your apartment, essentially with a lot of the other people who lived there with you. What was that experience like with people that you knew but hadn't really ever lived with or, you know, in that same close quarters? Um, this shelter, there wasn't like a shelter like for for war. It was like communications and tubes of the water, was, which was running for a, par, for a, a block of flat, for a block of flats. And when someone was going in the shelter, the disasters uh, flew into air, and there was like the air was polluted, and there was so cold. And we put cartons, and pro- we brought some blankets from our apartments, and it was like, and we made some place for us where we, ca- we could sleep. We couldn't take off our um, clothes because they were so cold. And man, they brought sandbags to the windows so no one can get hurt when there was explosion beside us. Did you feel like your life itself was in danger at this time? Um, yes, but I, I wanted, like, I, I realized how everything is changed. And when, when, when it was, like, peaceful sky, uh, for me it wasn't, like, special. But now when it started war, I realized how I can appreciate that and how it was in, can be incredible. And I couldn't go outside uh, because some, sometimes it can be explosion and we don't know where it will happen. So we needed to sit in the shelter. You knew that eventually you had to move because your building was about to be destroyed. And so when you eventually left your apartment for that last time, what were you able to take with you of your things that you owned? Um, like, firstly, when we were left to the front apartment, there was last time when we saw our house, and we last time when we've been there, we could, we just brought small suitcase where I put just laptop, and I brought maybe one bag where I put, like, my papers, pencils, and I brought my diary, maybe a tablet, 
and everything that I took, uh, it was a toll. And I even left my charger for my phone in the shelter. But uh, but fortunately, I bought this, like, eventually. But we couldn't take, we didn't bring even, like, a simple clothes with us. I know there were some stops along the way, and eventually you got to, into Hungary as you were moving westward. But tell me about this crew from the, the news station that really changed everything for you. Um, they're, they're wonderful people, you know, who make a big change. And they made us, like, lots of things that I'm so grateful for them. And I still contact with them. And, like, we're still great friends and like they came even for St. Patrick's Day, and we spent time together. You know, they helped us my, so much, and um, like they found family in Ireland, and you know they took care for for us, like you know, since we came. But then, you no, know, they're in London, and no, but we still keep in touch, and we still are really good friends. But as far as what they did for you, uh, it was just a chance meeting, and you kind of let them know that you needed some place to go, right? Um, they said like, that they can help to bring us to France or Ireland, but we didn't want to leave for last day. And then when we came to the into corner, and we didn't know like because there's less school starts less, and, and there, we can't rent anything. Um, we, they gave number of uh, priests from uh, in Ushgorod, and we called him, you know, like, and we said that we are going to Hungary, and then we can go to the um, Ireland. And they made for us like a way like, to get to Ireland. And now you live with the... Well, you you did move to Ireland to live with the host family for a while. And tell me what that transition was like, that all of a sudden now you weren't expecting this, but now a few weeks later you're living with a new family. What was that like? Um, it was, like, it was okay, you know. But now we moved from them, and we live, like, in small in small house near my school, and it's, like, a small neighborhood, um, where past little people from my new school leave, lives, and you know, there's li- really quiet place, and you know, yeah. One of the things I thought was interesting is the book started on February 14th, which was your birthday, and then you take us to Ireland with you in the diary, and you're there for St. Patrick's Day. I mean, you couldn't have come to Ireland at a better time for celebration. So what was St. Patrick's Day like in Ireland for somebody that had never experienced that before? Um, like, in Ukraine, we had this celebration, so it was for me and you, where everybody wore a green uh, things, uh, like, on. And I, it, it was, like, my first day when I, like, had a St. Patrick's Day, and I celebrated with my with the journalists who came from London, and we had, like, green cupcakes, and we even went for a parade where it was, like, quite cool, you know, uh, and, you know, like, there was lots of people who wanted to see it, and there was, like, lots of fun, and we met even Ukrainians who was from Ky- who were from Kiev, and, you know, and it, it reminded me about, of time, what we lived through, and it, like, it begged me for despair that I lived through. But, like, you know, but this day for me was, like, first time when I had it. The media in the United States refers to people who are situated like you as refugees. You don't like that word. Tell me why. Um, because, you know, it's really hard to say that I, lo- I lose my home and I know where to go and you know, like, it's really hard to understand that it just destroyed. 
and your hometown, your 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 like you split with your friends, and this life there would like there would be no like there would not be like before, and it's really hard like to understand that you need to start a new life in new country. Do you keep in contact to know what's going on back in your hometown as far as what's still there, what's destroyed? Because it's just got to be an overwhelming mess to try to even think about anything being rebuilt at this point. Yeah, I'm I'm reading a news, of course, and of course I'm I'm called I'm like I'm calling my friends who are in Kharkiv, and I'm uh, because like at least three of them are staying there. And you know, and they're sitting without no electricity, no water supply, no heat. And sometimes, um, like when I want to call them, I can't call, contact them easily because they have no light. And you know, it's 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 really horrible situation there. Do the people that remain are they trying to get out, or are they are they there for the long haul now? Um, you know, there, lots of them are left to the west part. But then they beg because they are now out of money, and um, and so they they have no had they had no choice and they needed to beg, um, and you know some of them they can't because husbands can't leave um, Ukraine and they don't want to split with their family. So there some of them who wanted they left, but lots of people don't want to because or they ha- have the money or they can't because they have husbands who can't go outside. Do you find yourself hearing these explosions in your mind as you try to go to sleep at night? Um, like first, first, like um, when I came to Ireland, yes. Um, when when I was like plane was flying by, I was afraid, but then I realized that in Ireland is safe. Um, but like, and uh, but now, um, but now I don't feel like explosions. But I'm I'm really happy that. In Ireland, there is peaceful sky and there is no war, and if and no one knows what war is. And that is essentially the theme of your book. You don't know what war is. The diary of a young girl from Ukraine. She is Yeva Skaletska. The book is available everywhere. It's just a fantastic insight from the mind of a 12-year-old girl in Ukraine as that war started. Yeva, I can't even express to you how much I enjoyed reading this book and learning from it, and I thank you for joining me to talk about it. Thank you very much. This has been Having Read That on KSCJ Radio. I'm Brian Vakalskis. Check out all of our episodes on our website, kscj.com, and subscribe to our iTunes podcast. Thanks to music historian Molly Jolly and segment producer John Weasler. We will be back next time. Try imagining a place where it's always safe and warm. Come in, she said, I'll give you shelter from the storm.